Mindset Mashup Podcast here we are. Welcome back if you're back here. If you're new here, then welcome here. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. But look, I just want to say thanks for your time. Um, This is going to be valuable. This is going to be a good one. I'm going to go straight into it. But look, before I start, you know what to do. Subscribe, like, comment, do all that stuff. Help a fella out. We went top 200 a couple months ago. We want to come for that top 100. We want to get there. But, uh, but look, I've, I've, got a, I've got a great guy with here, here with me today. Um, he, we've been on the call two minutes and I'm, I'm already just feeling good energy from this guy. So I just want to introduce Belange, who is a, a business consultant, predominantly helping businesses with their brand awareness and brand marketing. We're going to go into about his story, um, his tips and lessons, what he, he's learned along the way. But uh, Belange, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good, brother. Thank you for having me on. And let's definitely go for that top 100. Go for it. Let's go. Yeah, no, 100%. Do you, you know the, the blessing is? We, we ne- I'll never know which episode's going to gonna make it go over the line. So this could be mm. it. We, nev- we, we don't know, but you know. We don't we know. Going. We hope. You keep going. And do you know what, Bilal, since we're on that topic, do you know what I want to mm-hmm. say? Mm-hmm. It's not about the outcome. It's about the process. That's it, man. You already know. You already know and- the process. And I don't know about you, you might mm-hmm. have been smarter than me, but in my initial journey as an entrepreneur, I didn't, I didn't grab that concept straight away that yeah. I was quite focused on outcomes. I come from a sales background. Um, I, mm-hmm. It was all about results, you know? Yeah. What's your opinion? How did you come to, come to find that it's actually about the process and not the outcome? Well, you know, Oh, similar, I go to the sales background. I'm from a very creative background where the end product is what's loaded, right? Just as getting the sell, getting the money in the bank is what's most important. Um, very similar to the creative world, right? The, the, the finished piece, whether it was me helping people with music, photos, films, videos, whatever it was, it was that finished piece that was so important. But when... I got into more entrepreneurship side of the world. Then I realized about the process, right? Because on that other side, I wasn't the entrepreneur. I was just part, I was a cog in the wheel. So it was very end result, get it done, get the image, the music, whatever, looking amazing. But when you get over to the entrepreneur side and you start to realize, well, the result is a given. You need to get that. So let's look at how we can get that all the time, hence the process. And it's interesting who you become in the process, right? It's interesting yeah. what, what, what's yeah. uncovered about yourself during that process. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely had to, I've definitely figured out who I am a lot more through the vehicle entrepreneurship, you know, just having yeah. that, having yeah. that patience, having that sort of curiosity of, mm learning that curiosity or finding out more about who, who I am in the midst of adversity, who I am in the midst of celebration, who I am in the midst of success, you know? And that's um, a process as well. It's all, yeah, it's all. Does, I mean, does the process ever stop? It, it doesn't, it doesn't. And, and it's a fool's errand to think it does. So you kind of have to embrace it, right? If something is never going to end, well, you're better off embracing it, right? Yeah. And use it to the max because, well, it's not going to end. It's like the process of quote unquote finding yourself is a lifelong journey. So why not 
enjoy it? How do you enjoy it? Unplugging, bro. Unplugging. Because, um, like, I, I say a lot to some of the, the, the mentees that I talk to, um, when something is this close to your face, you can't see anything. You literally can't see anything. So you have to take the time to just push back and, you know, and, and enjoy whatever that moment is. Like, literally happened to me last week, you know. Um, I'm sort of three weeks into a 90-day sprint. And a lot of people be like, yeah, three months is not a long time. But when you're putting in the, the, the energy, yeah. three months is quite some time, you know. So if you have to do something consistently every day without fail, it can get to you, right? So I, I unplug and just, you know, just be grateful for where I've, um, where I've reached, my journey, um, good stuff that people say about me. That's how I do. You know? it, it's two questions now, mm -hmm. because I feel like this would be an interesting angle to what yeah. we're what we're about to say so the first one do you find mm -hmm. that easy to unplug no it's not it's not easy at all to unplug because i work from home right i i used to gallivant all over the world gallivant all over london and now i gallivant in my home <laughs> you know so if you're always in your home space and your brain is always on it's hard to unplug right because if i have to go to a particular place every day all i have to do is just stop going there and that kind of helps the process right a change of environment but if you work at home your home is your environment yes you can go to a different room i get that but it's even harder to unplug mentally yeah like mentally it's the hardest thing for me to unplug and I can only do it when I travel. That's when I can a hundred percent unplug. I find unplugging really difficult. Yeah. Be because I love, and I'm sure I'm, the reason why I ask you, because I feel you, you may be similar because I really love the hustle. I, I, I really love it. And I sort of get drawn in by it, but I completely agree with what you're saying about, when you're, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. No, you can't. You can't. And how, you mentioned travel earlier. Yeah. So th that, is that the only way that you unplug getting out of, getting out of home, getting, like how, because that must be difficult. Small technical error, so thanks for bearing with us. Um, Belange, welcome back. <laughs> yes, um, it's Zoom is hating on me right now. It's fine, man. Talking about unplugging, I didn't mean now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, Literally. Yeah, so, so we, we're speaking about unplugging, uh, both yeah. agreeing about finding it difficult. Mm -hmm. You mentioned travel. When you're not traveling, how, how do you unplug? Um, lately, I've been getting into just whole meditating, right? So I listen to Ray Dalio, right? Mm -hmm. Um listening to Ray Dalio and he's talking about, you know, meditation, um, how it helps him unplug and whatnot. And I'm, I'm really good at researching. Like, I'm not even going to lie. When I, when I decide to go into some research, 
I will go all the way in. And that's exactly what I did. And, you know, chasing rabbits and whatnot. And I, thought, I was like, all right, cool. You're not always going to be able to travel. So you need to be able to unplug mentally in your own space at a drop of a dime. And that is the power of, you know, meditation and, and whatnot. So I've just been getting into that, you know, at the end of the day or sometimes at the beginning of the day, just take time and, and do my best to just zero everything out. And I find this has been helpful of late, for sure. What is it? I, I don't meditate as much as I should, admittedly. Hands up, hands up with that. I've got my own views on med- meditation. Mm-hmm. like fairly fairly positive to be fair yeah what does what do you if i was to say what is the what is the best thing for you about meditation what would you say well you know when you get into the unknown the possibilities are <laughs> you, just, you don't know right because you're you're literally stepping into the unknown so for anyone to say precisely this that this that that I'll be like, well, that's that's a bit of a myth because it's different, I guess, for every individual because you're stepping into the unknown. And just to tie it with entrepreneurship, a lot of what we do is the unknown, right? And that's kind of crazily exciting. You know, you're starting a business, you don't know what's going to happen, but shit, I'm going for it, right? And this meditation thing, from everything I've heard about it, is like, well, I haven't heard it go left really you know yeah fair comment feel better about themselves and better about life and you know clearer outlook on a lot of things so it's like all right cool this is an unknown for me it doesn't look like you know it will take me left so if it's helped others they're no different to me let me give it a shot and what i find i find i guess i think you're absolutely right. I think it come it, it affects people differently and impacts the people differently because we're all very different. I think something that uh, I've I've heard you speak about in your videos about um, distractions and how yeah. social media can be distracting, which I think we can all agree on. Something that mm. it does for me is mm. I think it it trains my mind mm. to come back to the present yes. and to get out of the thoughts. Like. Because not often in a day do you go, right, I'm going to dedicate 20 minutes, 30 minutes to mm-hmm. not letting my brain wander. Yes. And for me, that is, I find that quite a powerful thing about meditation because you're going to go, it's, it's a discipline. It is a discipline. It is, 100%, 100%. And one of the first things I, I found when I decided to meditate was that, first of all, you can't shut up internally oh well, yeah <laughs> literally can't it's scary start. it's scary actually scary like if you ever sit down and just say all right cool let me listen to what on earth i'm saying in my own head and you yourself will be like yeah there's a lot going on in here yeah and then exactly. add on top of that social media and life in general then you ask yourself, wow, do I ever have a moment's peace? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you realize that, wow, it really is hard to be quote unquote at peace with yourself. That's when I was like, it's a discipline 
And it's a discipline that will make you stronger because if you're eight, we like us in the entrepreneurship world, we've all heard where you put your focus is where it grows and so on and so forth. So that's a principle, right? And as far as I'm concerned, principles work across the board. If principles don't work in a certain area, then it's not a principle. Mm. So if where you focus grows, meditation is no different. So if I'm able to shut out the world, focus in on myself and my self-talk, then surely it will grow. And transfers and transfers to other areas of your life. 100% because everything is connected. Nothing is an asylum. Yeah. Everything is connected. Like, and, and not to get into all other kinds of conversations, but everything is connected. And, you know, just like in nature, there's no straight line, right? Everything kind of radiates in a circle. And if you contract a circle, it goes back to what? A single point. Yeah. And if you're the single point to which everything radiates, doesn't it make sense for you to try and take care of yourself a bit better internally? I, I truly believe you can't succeed without doing the inward work. You can't. Or, or at least, it, actually, let me retract that a little bit. Sustainable mm -hmm. success. Because there is a difference. And Facts. I think to sustain success, the inward work has to be done. Right. And I, I think Inky Johnson, I don't know if you've heard of him, great, great speaker. Um, he says a quote that stuck with me. I heard it about four or five years ago. It's never left me. It's the way you do everything. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as we talk about the meditation and doing the inward work, mm -hmm. that, that, that's come up. And when we spoke about the meditation not being able to shut your thoughts off yeah that's the yeah. way you do everything so when you're an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and you can't shut that voice off what you think is going to happen when you're on the phone to that client when when you're yeah. writing up that business plan when you're going for that vc fund mm -hmm. um yeah. the noise it's going to keep going and it's going to yeah. and it's good and as you said where you where your energy flows your focus goes or mm -hmm. whatever where your focus goes your energy flows sorry yeah. so what happens your mind's going to be all over the place when it should be in one uh, place. Yeah. Like, I think there's another quote. You should be where your feet are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so, yeah, man, I'm glad, I'm glad we had that. And to be honest, that's a nice reminder for me. I feel like I'm going to have to dedicate a little bit of time, um, a little bit of time to that. So mm. you, you mentioned something. Mm -hmm. And I, I, this was very interesting in one of your videos. Yeah. And anyone that's listening and doesn't follow Belange on social media, I'd highly recommend his page it's very short videos and very engaging and very good information but this 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 i liked because uh, I, re I related to this mm -hmm. you said and you sort of alluded to it earlier and it's uh, ironic has come up so you said that you when you go into research you go in you don't mind committing and then yeah. you said you said in the video you've read like 20 to 30 books however mm -hmm. once you know the fundamentals yep get to work Facts, 100%. And do you believe, mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs, they mm -hmm. spend too much time in their head doing research, mm -hmm. listening to videos on mm -hmm. how to grow a business, mm -hmm. 
rather than getting to work? I I do believe they do, but that it I can speak for myself. It comes from a one, it can come from a place of fear, right? And two, it can come from a place of fear. So fear, so let me say it this way. If once if you can't recognize patterns, right? Pattern recognition is a phenomenal skill. And that's what I meant by if you had to read 30 books on marketing to recognize a pattern, there's a problem. That's deep. You know what I'm going for? Yeah, that's deep. Yeah. Pattern recognition is a massive skill. So that's what I meant by I read 30 odd books, 20, 30 odd books. But then I noticed the patterns and I was like, well, five of these books explained all the patterns. And as I mentioned before, a principle works across the board. So if I know now the principles, then I have no need to read anymore. Let me get to work. And once I get to my next level, then I might find new patterns, right? Because if you're a zero to 100K entrepreneur, certain patterns might affect you immediately. When you're going from 100 to a million, you might notice other patterns. So don't read, the problem I was having was that I was reading so much and I was dealing with problems with people that had 10 mil. I'm not there yet. So I don't need the 10 mil pattern recognition. I need my stage pattern recognition. So this is what I mean by you don't need to read so much in regards to entrepreneurship. Now, in regards to life, Oh, you can do a lot of reading because that never stops. But in, in regards to entrepreneurship, getting shit done, don't make the mistake of going, oh, I'm going to read a million books on marketing. It's not going to help you. And, really... and to be honest with you, I think, and I agree with everything you said, but just playing devil's advocate here. Mm -hmm. Even if you read the books, it might not even set you up because I'm big on reading and I'm big on like, I'm big on education and I believe and I back that, but mm -hmm. the experience yeah. of the leveling up mm -hmm. is what's going to create the momentum to level up. The knowledge is, is is good and required because it allows you to spot patterns. It allows you to become a better problem solver. Mm hmm but the experience is what takes you there. <laughs> the experience is a hundred percent. What they call it, um, what they call it is, is it a dichotomy? So in, instead of black and white, it's the range in between. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. not, that, oh, you have to just go a hundred percent experience. Don't read anything. Just bump your head all the way till you find the solution. That's cool. Right. But I'm not trying to waste 10 years bumping my head. So let me read some shit that can take 10 years into three. I can bump my head for three years. I would rather that than bump my head for 10 years because I don't want to read. And you get, you, it happens, right? And when you're, when you're reading biographies of people like the Bill Gates and the Warren Buffetts of the world, they champion reading like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Right. And then you read or you listen to people 
it's, it's not to judge them saying they're not as successful, but you, you listen to single digit millionaires and whatnot, and they're like, yeah, just go for it. Go for it. Just run it. Do it. Both people have made money, right? So now it's down to the individual. Do you, are you trying to do Bill Gates type money, which is 10 year, 20 year, 30 year lifespan projects? Or are you trying to do seven years, let me make my one to three mil and live my best life? You have to know what lane you're trying to go down. Because if you're going for the 20, 30 years building an empire, reading a couple books is definitely going to help you. Yeah. You'd be, I think you'd, you'd be making a big assumption if you were to tackle anything without acquiring some knowledge before 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 you get there and as you said reading reading is definitely important but you also said something else Mm -hmm. you also said something else there you said about knowing where you want to go yeah and up until fairly recently i found that very challenging identifying the goal identifying the mission why am i doing this why am i putting in the work why am i setting goals why am i doing things that i do mm-hmm. since i found that mm. i've moved in a different way yeah for you did you have you always had foresight on where you wanted to go or is this something that's changed throughout your journey mm. well one thing um Oh, presenter and comedian, um, Eddie Caddy, working with him like a couple years back and good friend. He always used to say, I'm sure, you know, people always say it, but um, it's something along the line of the goal is the same, but the process may change. Something, something similar like that. So the process may change, as in I might start 10 businesses before I figure out that this one is the one towards my goal um and that required not everybody's a clairvoyant so you gotta keep doing your thing but eventually you'll find the thing that really takes you to where you believe that you know that you want to go um if there's one thing i do know was that i've always been a creative person right so from GCSEs, you know, art. I was all I've done art, I've done graphics, I've done uh, motion effect, like I've done the medias, the art. But when I went to uni, I said I need to add the business side to this to make it make sense. And that's when I studied business, international business, and entrepreneurship to marry the two. So whether you want to call it fortunate, lucky, parents, whatever you want to call it, I didn't know where I'm going, but I had a vague idea of my strong suits that I Mm. want to build up through um, the educational system. That's wicked. That's a good, that's, I like that. I have heard that quote. You said the goal can stay the same, but the process to get there is going to change. Yeah, it's going to shift. Yeah. And I think 
there's a lot of discipline with that as well talking about discipline just being able to like go with the processes and being able to go through the failures go through that go through that sort of stuff because it's not always easy to keep keep your keep your obedience to the goal yeah 100 percent. that's that's why i told people now when they talk about business and this and that i'm like I know it's hard to say what you're trying to achieve, but you actually need to articulate that. Yeah, definitely. Like, are, are you trying to do a three to seven year business or are you trying to build this long term empire? Because the time spans are different. They are massively different because you're now talking decades. And if you're talking decades, then you need to slow down. <laughs> Because you're, you're trying to do so much all at once, but you're, you're trying to build an empire that might take you 20 years. And you're upset because two weeks, nothing's happened. Well, you're trying to build an empire of two decades, right? If, if you were just buying wholesale fruits and selling it in the market, that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. You need speed like there's no tomorrow. But if you're trying to do something for two decades i'm trying to build this maze i'm like all right cool now you need slow thinking but everybody's like everybody's on fire like let me do things now let me do things now but in business sometimes it just takes time like no one can speed up certain things unless you've got the capital like, if you've got the money to speed things up by all means do your thing do you think there's danger in that in what sense? Speeding up the process. Um, I guess yes and no. You know, money loves speed, but wealth requires time. <laughs> you know, and and people, people get they get they get that twisted. You know, when when you're starting a business, you need money. Like, there's no two ways about it. You need capital. Whether you borrow it or you make it for your business, you need to do it fast, right? But wealth is measured in time. But a lot of people that I'm dealing with, we're, we're at early stages. So things do need to move a bit faster, you know? But the danger comes when there's a misalignment in your mind. Like, let's, let's, let's say something really tactical. You want to... You want the whole world to kind of know you in six months. Cool. Do you have a thousand, a thousand pounds a day budget to spend on ads? No, you don't. So there's a misalignment. Mm. Because if you, you had the budget in six months, a thousand pounds a month on Google, Facebook, you're going to kind of be known. Right? But you have this high expectation but you don't have the budget for it. So there's that misalignment. And that's when it becomes dangerous. Not because your business might fail, but because your own brain is going to start hurting. Because you'll be like, oh my God, yeah, man. I need, I need the whole world to know me so I can make sales. Da, 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 da. It's like, bro, you're doing five pounds a day on ads. Like, what, <laughs> what do you expect? Slow down. Also, Something that I often talk about is if that was to come true, mm -hmm. have you got the systems in place 
to be able to deal with that kind of footfall coming into your business. Exactly. Exactly. So That's you got different walking. Because you've got to be careful what you wish for as an entrepreneur sometimes. Because mm-hmm. what, what, what can happen is that you go, I just need a thousand inquiries to do this. But mm-hmm. the truth of it is, if you get a thousand inquiries in, mm-hmm. what you, have you got this, the systems to facilitate that many people coming into your business and be able to give them, provide them a service? Exactly. As an entrepreneur, mm. where I am right now, I'm very careful about what I wish for, or I shouldn't say wish for, about what I'm working towards. Because going back to that level stuff, if mm-hmm. a thousand people come through my doors right now, I couldn't facilitate, I couldn't facilitate that business. So my whole lane right now is not about facilitating a thousand people. It's about mm-hmm. facilitating the amount of people that I know I can service, I know mm-hmm. I can impact, and I know I can do what I say I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got the systems for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'll grow that. And I'm not saying that's what yeah. I'm going to stay at. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's I'll, a process. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be able to grow that. So, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad this has come up because mm-hmm. we could almost end the podcast right now. <laughs> and if entrepreneurs, if you're an entrepreneur listening to this right now, Mm. You need to go and figure out what me and Belange, me and Belange just said. Like mm. having the systems for, to facilitate what you want is completely different to wanting something that you might think you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. They're not. It's like they're not ready. You know, you think you're ready. You want the results. Yeah. But you haven't thought about the process. Yeah. You, just to bring the conversation full circle. Yeah. You know I, and. It takes time. It does. It does take time. And it should take time. Like, listen, if you're earning the income off your own back and you've got flexible, uh, you can work on your own, on your own watch, your own diary, and you can earn a lot of money from it. That is a privilege. And you should have to work hard for that. And you Mm -hmm. should have to take your time and had to build something like that up because it does not come overnight and it shouldn't come overnight because there's people working just as hard as you shedding blood, sweat and tears, working Mm -hmm. a nine to five job. And if you want to break that system and you're not willing to work hard, you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be here. Shouldn't be here. And and I think that's that's, um, one thing I, I was discussing recently about when you're on social media a lot like like we are right the algorithms are designed to feed you what you want so if you're an entrepreneur looking to grow all the content is yeah. going to be of other entrepreneurs who are growing who are already there and they're saying they made millions and you feel like right everybody's doing it why not me like, and for me, it has the capacity to distort your reality. Mm. Because if your brain sees a particular thing over and over and over and over and over again, it thinks it's more important than it is. And yeah. you're not even going to realize that. So all of a sudden you think, oh my God, all the entrepreneurs that I'm, I even know, they're all just killing it. But I'm not killing it yet. Like, what's going on? So that's why it's important to unplug. But it's also, it has the capacity to distort your reality and you start to get all emotional and you want to do things fast. Well, it triggers automated responses in your mind. 
And those responses mm-hmm. are going to be, you're going to be operating and making decisions based off of fear, panic and stress yeah. because you're looking at somebody else. And mm-hmm. what do you think is going to happen to your decision making when you're in that position? You're going to make bad decisions. You're going to make like, yeah, you, you're not going to make good decisions. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I've got to a point where I can see other people doing well and I'm like, I'll find it. I'll find my way. Like I'm okay. I'm comfortable with finding my, my own way of being able to do this entrepreneur stuff. And like they say success leaves clues. And I truly believe that, but it Mm -hmm. says clues. It doesn't say it will show you the blueprint. I know there's, I know there's a lot of things people out there saying, blueprint, but it's not the way two people have make success. If they show you the same path, they'll be very Mm -hmm. different. And it'll be the same for every successful person out there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard. Like so many times through my journey, I was like, yeah, this this social I have like I have a love and hate relationship for social media. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you, you have to try to make it work, or you completely unplug and realize that other people are making it work without social media. So this is what I mean by it can distort your reality. Yeah, yeah. People are making it without social. But since we, our world is so involved in social, it's as if we feel it's the only way. But it's not. But I learned like really recently is that it's not like I have to see social media as the enemy. That's not it. It's how whatever rose-tinted shades I'm wearing, I need to clean them up. Well, you treat it for what it is. Because you've got a a wider context of social media, Mm. you won't treat social media like your business depends on it if if you've got more exposure to other, other people in other areas. And I think that's a good, I think that's a good perspective. And the other thing that's just sort of come to mind, it makes me laugh. If you've got a goal and a vision and you're letting a 10 to 30 second video distort your reality, I think you need mm. to go and check on your self-awareness about, and I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't happen to me. I'm not, yeah. I just want to make that clear because mm. I've had to have this conversation with myself and be like, you cannot be letting a 10 to 30 second video get under your skin and make yeah. you feel like you're doing something wrong. If you think you're doing something wrong, then you need to go sit at the end of your bed with the lights off and go, am I doing something wrong? And be completely honest with yourself. Facts. Facts, but th- this is the power of social, though, right? Because yes, it is social. Like these are billion-dollar companies who have invested billions into figuring out how your brain works. So it's like, don't ever get it twisted by yeah. saying, "Yeah, I'm just gonna turn off Instagram, and I'm gonna be okay." Uh, I don't know. Like, especially if they've worked their claws into your psyche, Mm. it's going to take a longer process. So I'm like, yes, I get it. It's social, it's free, blah, blah, blah. But these companies have spent billions upon billions working out how to do things in your brain with or without your consent. Yeah. And I got to that conclusion because I love advertising. And as I said, I love of research so the deeper i got into advertising i understood i'm like wow this is borderline for lack of a better word diabolical like mm. this, they can get into your mind without your consent 
When you're not even on the app. When you're not even on the app. <laughs> like, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. And that's what I mean by it's a love and hate relationship. But you've got to, well, I had to clean up my lenses so that I can do my best to see it objectively, right? As best as I can. Like I removed all the socials off my phone. I only use it on the desktop. Um, you know, put all these Chrome limiters and all kinds of things just to pattern myself and be like, look, do it for however long you need to be on it for to post and blah, 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 and, and keep it moving. Because, like, no. Nah, they're good at what they do. Let me say, yeah, like that. <laughs> so, they are very good at what they do. You're absolutely right. So let's go. That we're gonna be wrapping up soon. I mm. want to talk about. I want to talk about advertising because I think it's that's a very interesting topic at the moment. I think for entrepreneurs, it's probably one of the biggest challenges. So mm. if you were to give us like um like some like if you were to give advice, yeah, for advertising right now. What would be the single best bit of advice you feel you can give to someone about advertising? Um, it will be the, the fundamental principles of advertising. That is, you can't create desire in people. You can only give them what they want. Mm. That is the most fundamental um principles in marketing and it's principles like this that allows for lack of a better example the porn industry or any other industry that any society might morally look down upon the fact that people want it will always mean there is a business. And if you advertise to what people desire, people are going to get in their pockets and pay. So are you saying that as a business, instead of widening your focus about how many people you can reach, you should narrow down on the sort of people that want your service? and find out a way to advertise into them adequately so they find you and not your competitor well in i guess in that, that's a very tactical way to pull it yeah. that is true. <laughs> um and yeah that's that's absolutely true as well but in the finding who your people are if you really know what they want and you market and you advertise towards that want, then you'll always make money. So you go straight to the want. You go oh, straight to the want. You've you've got you've got no 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 other choice. Yeah. You've got no other choice. Like yeah. um, I once gave advice to to a lady who was selling like hair, and and she was selling hair, and I was like, yeah, you know, the hair is nice, blah 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 blah, but I. I said, imagine if you've done an advertising campaign and said the hair will look so good, your ex-boyfriend will text you, hey, big head, on his wedding day. 
because there's women out there who are petty by nature. You will trigger them and they will more likely than not click on your ad and then you've got them. Because these are desires. Like there's people out there who are petty. So if you can advertise, you go for that desire. I'm telling you, you're going to hit more nerves on the head than, oh, this is nice wavelength, 22 inch. You know, you look amazing. Well, duh, so is everybody else. But if I go and do an advertising campaign that's going for the neck, then you're more likely than not get people's attention. And everybody's fighting for everybody's attention right now. So that's that's what I mean by the fundamental, you can't create desire. You got to give people what they want. Yeah. How does someone find that? Well, there is only, like, there's only four desires. There's, like, there's, Four to eight max, right? And tell us two of them survival and status. Your whole luxury industry, status. That's interesting. Flying private jet, more than not, status. Is this why you think people are advertising about materialistic things now? Because that's the sort of things that people are most interested in. Yeah, because mat materialistic things, um, I don't see them as a bad thing. You know, the only reason why um, you'll say materialistic things are a bad thing is when people confuse the materialistic thing for something more than what it is. Yeah, you, facts, 100%. You know? Like if, if, you're, if you're brand new, Porsche 911 GTRS whatever got stolen and you go and jump off a bridge you'll be like really really otherwise those who have a settled mind and don't see material things higher than they are they'll laugh about it and call their insurance but not everyone looks at it like that though and and that's and that's the reason why you always have um you know people across the 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 gamut of life that's why you have the one percent all the way to the 99 percent yeah if people are fortunate enough to have heard someone or read something that gave them that mindset shift they'll be like oh fair enough you know like i always say i'll never feel guilty for spending half a mil on a watch or something Right. I'll never feel guilty and I'll never let anyone else make me feel guilty because I see it as an appreciation of art. And art and beauty, and if you're willing to pay for it and it's your money, then do your thing. Because I see it as an appreciation of art, whether it's a half a million pound watch, half a million pound car, half a million pound piece of art. I like to recognize craftsmanship. That's just me. Yeah, but so you look beyond the product. And I think that's, and, and I'll get that. And mm. so, yeah, no, I, I think that's a good, no, I think that's a good, good statement. And I think it is, because I don't think there's anything wrong with materialistic things. 
Mm. What I was getting at earlier is I, I, I was wondering, I wonder if the reason why people go in, if you want to earn 200K this month, then you yeah. should come sign up to my program and I've got a Lambo behind me because yeah. they're, they're doing what you said. They're, they're connecting people's want to their, to yeah. their service. 100. 100. Um, and oh, I'd, I'd love us, us as humans to stop putting so much value in these materialistic things because it, it, it oh, cause I, I, by the way, I, I fully get what you say. Like I love a nice, I love, I love I like nice cars. I like, mm -hmm. I like nice clothes. Mm -hmm. I don't place my whole entity or yeah. my whole being in them. Mm -hmm. I just appreciate them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, there's I nothing wrong with that. It's yeah. yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Because at the end of the day, highly skilled, blessed individuals created them, especially handcrafted stuff. 100%. And yeah. Yeah, you're 100% right, man. So let, let's, let's wrap up. I like what you said, advertising, connecting people to their, connecting people to what they want. Yeah. That's, that, that's, a, that, that's a big one. And I hope, that, I hope they hear that. So mm -hmm. I like to finish this up in different ways, but today I feel like the right way is you've been entrepreneur for some time. Mm -hmm. You set up a business. You mentor people, you coach people, you help businesses grow. Mm -hmm. what is what do you think would be the most important thing you could say to an entrepreneur right now which could help them change their game hmm well it's it's i guess it's twofold right and and this is based on the fact that business is both the product and then how you market it right so it's it's twofold for that reason so if you are an entrepreneur like us and we kind of sell ourselves, work on yourself. Mm. Very important because you are the product. Yeah. And then the opposite side to that is learn how to, to market yourself, learn how to articulate your value. Because so many people are brilliant at what it is that they do. But the market does not care because we are distracted. So until you have the ability to articulate your value to the market, you're going to struggle. What about if you have a product? Well, you got to sell. You got to learn how to sell the product. Yeah. You know, you got to learn how to sell the product in any particular way. And as I said, let, let, let's take for just real quick example. You've got tablets and supplements that are just going crazy right now but because people want to be healthy it's the very self-survival that's the instinct i want to live longer i want to survive but if i'm a genius scientist and i've made something and i can't articulate it then boots is going to outsell me like there's no tomorrow yeah so basically what you're talking about is being able to is bringing into what you said earlier, being able to articulate the message, how you connect people to what they want, how you yeah, demonstrate sure. whether that's a service or product. Yeah. You, need to, you need to get good at that. That's it. So that's the twofold. Work on yourself and learn how to articulate your value. That's the one line. Where can people find you, bro? Um, you can find me on the gram, 
Um, I'm now just putting out longer content on, on YouTube. So Belanjo Kanju, that's on the gram and that's on, on YouTube. So that's where you find me. I'll, I'll put that both in the description but listen if you're still here if you made it here first of all just go and implement something that That's myself it. or Belange said today remember it doesn't matter about the fundamentals you need to get to work yeah. then take uh, the fundamentals that, that was wrong don't worry about the fundamentals <laughs> but put them into work don't, don't forget about them work. take them and get to work